You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, August 3rd. It is Mental Health Monday. It is very Monday. Is that appropriate? It is very Monday. It is yes. very Monday. It is a, it is a Monday of Mondays. <laughs> so, so that makes it appropriate for a Mental Health Monday. Uh, looking forward to continuing our conversation with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman here on Mental Health Monday. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning. It's so good to be back live after all of our recorded sessions. It's like, yay, we're back at it. (laughs) I'm very excited. This is true. We are we are live and no one in the same room today. We're all over the place again, um, living this this new life of deployed, at least part of the time. And uh, you had some vacation time, too, I hope. Right. You had some time to, to go do some fun stuff. I did. I did. I really engaged in our topic today, which is delight and silliness to end and round out our series on play. I feel like that's really appropriate. And, you know, sometimes you need a change of location for that to be able to be like letting everything down and setting it aside and just remembering, uh, I don't know, that really basic component of life that it is full of joy, but also full of fun. You know, those are, we have a lot of adjectives, um, I think that are related to joy and we love that the joy in Jesus never changes, but today we're going to talk about the things that are a little bit more that God gives us. He doesn't have to give us, but he does give us and that's good for our mental health. So silliness, delight, and play. What's the, the relationship between these three terms that we use? Yeah, I think delight is really the biblical term and it's a really full term. And so there's no way in our half hour radio session, we're really going to get to the fullness of the term of delight. But I just encourage the listener to go ahead and read through and look at different translations. And uh, if you uh, want to ask your pastor about what he's read about delight. And I know that Justin Rossell is a pastor in Michigan. He is doing some writing on delight. And so, you know, hopefully we'll have a new resource coming out soon on that but there's delight is this idea that uh i think is time related that god spends time with us that um we are present with one another so there's really a a a present focus instead of sometimes like a past or a future focus that we get and so that's kind of unique i also think uh it's so centered on the concept that Christ won our freedom. So in that it's a very Galatians five, one concept, you know, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free without Christ life would feel really, 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 really heavy. And because of Christ, we can move into this other place in our lives where it doesn't have to be so heavy because there's someone else bearing the burden. And so delight is really encompassing in that. It has a lot to do with the word of God, you know, and meeting with God in his word. Uh, Silliness is then a concept that's really much more like mental health related, much more childhood related, if you will. And it is, again, related to that freedom of letting yourself 
uh, do things that you wouldn't normally do that aren't sinful. You know, again, sin is never good for our mental health. That's not going to put us in a good place with God (laughs) or with ourselves. Uh, But being able to let go a little bit. Uh, So silliness is related to delight because it's related to freedom and God's joy in seeing us enjoy our life and enjoy connecting with him and with one another. And then play is really the larger concept that wraps all of that together, if you will. And so I think that um, these things, they're very semantical, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. They're uh, just words, but at the same time, they describe ways that we engage with God and that we engage in our lives with that sense of joy. So we have joy in Jesus. It doesn't change, but to be able to experience that joy, I think God gives us things like silliness. God gives us things like delighting in him. And so these are tiny moments of play in our day when we can be a little bit silly or make a face at the babies in church. Sarah, didn't we just talk about that recently? Oh no, that was on your Lutheran ladies podcast. I was listening to that. And you guys were talking about making faces uh, at the babies in church. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. These, these moments that we engage in the community of God and and the people God has given us and God himself. uh, And we don't have to be serious about everything, even though life is so serious. So Do you guys want to know a little bit about the benefits of some more delight and silliness in our life? Yes, I do, because I love being silly. (laughs) Good, good. And and, in a little bit, I want to hear more about that. Like, I want to hear how you guys are silly, because I think sometimes as adults, we forgot that we are allowed to be silly. You know, we really Mm -hmm. think of spirituality as such a serious thing that if we drop that seriousness for a minute, that somehow we're being disrespectful toward God. And we really talked about this throughout our play series, you know, where, what is the place of play in, in churches and in Lutheran schools and things like that. But there's so many benefits to it. And I don't think spirituality is always serious. It's always respectful. You know, we always fear and awe God in the way that the commandments talk about in Luther's explanation. But that doesn't mean it's always serious or weighty or heavy. Um, and I think one thing that's helpful to remember that is Proverbs seventeen twenty two, And this is kind of just a fun biblical insight, which is, you know, again, back to the delighting in God's word. But Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And, you know, that's a proverb. So it's just wisdom. That doesn't mean it's always true, right? Just because you have a joyful heart doesn't mean you always be in good health. You can't take that too far. Uh, but... The coolest part of this is actually in the Hebrew. So the same word for crushed spirit is also found in Isaiah 53. And for me, that's a huge, huge nod toward Christ that I wouldn't see otherwise. So Christ took on the affliction for me. It crushed and stricken, if you will. So if you think about the hymn, stricken, smitten, and afflicted, you know, that we sing at Lent. Mm -hmm. Christ took all that on so that I can have a joyful heart, so that I can delight, so that I'm not trapped in the crushed spirit. And so I think that insight really helps us be able to engage in silliness, engage in delight in a way uh, as Christians without being worried, I guess, about the respect factors and and again, weighed down by the seriousness. So the benefits are, I think, I don't want to say a more authentic relationship with God, but a 
a fullness in relationship with God because we're not putting him in a box of seriousness. We're allowing ourselves to see more of him, including his fun spirit, his uh, expansive joy, if you will, um, and all that he's done for us um, in taking that weight. And so I think that's one benefit is there's really a spiritual lightness to engaging in silliness and delight uh, with God and with his people. Another huge benefit is the energy zap, if you will, that you get <laughs> from silliness and a moment of delight. So when you read your Bible and you get a new insight, have you ever had that experience, you guys, where you're just like, whoa, and there's this lightness to your senses, you know, mm -hmm. of insight. Have you guys had that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially like reading something and, and, and going, how have I never caught this before? How have I never read this before? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, insights like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that sense of fullness of God, you know, just like, whoa, there's more to him than I thought. That's a huge benefit of delighting in the Lord, in his word. And so then we can take that into other spaces and places too, because God is our creator. So he's created our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when we engage in delight in our lives, because especially as Christians, we know that Christ has taken the burden. You know, I'm not stuck in that because he carries the burden of all of our sin. There's a lightness in that. And that's kind of like a little B12 shot. You know, B12 is like really the energy uh, supplement for us. And so it gives us uh, this uh, endorphin rush, if you will, uh, that is a little bit more sustainable than uh, race car driving or roller coasters, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Maybe a little more practical for the day to day. And so that really helps also our neurons be able to do their work and connect and pathways be able to form. And anytime we're creating new brain pathways, we have a wider perspective. And so I think that's another benefit in our world today. If you hop on social media for three seconds, you will be <laughs> in struggle with our like small perspectives, our ability to not see what people are saying to to not engage in conversation in a healthy way. So I do think this helps our mental health in the fact that we can engage because we've opened new neural pathways by engaging in silliness and delight. Um, silliness really especially does this because it's always about the unexpected. Silliness is an unexpected thing in our lives. So when uh, somebody makes a face at us uh, in the middle of a meeting, for instance, and you're in this moment of seriousness and someone makes a funny face, you know, you, you, it's just a little shock. You're like, oh my goodness. And so that really helps our neural pathways just kind of open wide and, and do what they need to do to make a new perspective. So I don't know, how do you guys like to engage? I guess we talked about kind of delight and silliness. When you hear those words, how do you engage in those things? You mentioned the person that makes a funny face in the meeting. That person's usually me. <laughs> I don't know. What we love about I, you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, one of my friends on Facebook posted uh, a couple of days ago that uh, that life is so much better when you learn to embrace the weird. Uh, and I think that goes along with this of uh, there was a time in my life where I, high school where I wanted to fit in and I thought it was, you know, strange to be different or strange to, you know, let loose and be a little weird or silly. Uh, but in this, in this season of life now, I've, I finally realized a few years ago that it's 
uh, it's so much more fulfilling to just have fun and to to be a little silly, um, maybe when other people don't expect it, because it, it spreads joy too. Um, mm -hmm. making faces at babies uh, is part of the reason I love uh, playing with kids because they have they have no abandon with this. It's just uh, it's it's a free and open thing to just be silly with kids, and it it brings so much joy. Um, and uh, when you were talking, I was thinking about um, that it's almost a switch in mindset um, that mm -hmm. we have this joy in Christ, and because of that, uh, we're able to to have this different outlook on life, and and with that comes laughter, and how how good for mental health laughter is. If you're if you have this delight and you have this silliness, generally you generally laugh at a lot more stuff, and that just can clear so much of the dark out of the out of the out of the corners of of the brain uh, so often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you, Andy? Um, I don't know if. Sometimes mine is obvious. Sometimes it's subtle. Um, I, I'm sure you all know that I like to run. I like to run trails. So um, when there are very serious runners out in the trail early in the morning, I'm the guy that shows up in the very patriotic running shorts that uh, <laughs> gives everyone a chuckle. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my my silliness and, and maybe a, a bit of whimsy as well. And we're going to continue our conversation. We're going to take a short break and we'll continue our conversation on delight and silliness and play uh, and what uh, what meaning and value they have in our lives, especially in our mental health. You're listening to the Coffee Hour, Mental Health Monday. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. This is Pastor Mark Azil, the LCMS Director of Campus Ministry and the Chancellor of LCMSU, inviting you to join us right here on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. in the Student Union. If you can't make it, Student Union is always available as a podcast at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus. We'll help. Wednesday afternoon at 2 on KFUO. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. How do we love our neighbor on the internet? Why are the creeds so important? What does it mean to practice Christian hospitality? Questions like these are answered in every edition of The Lutheran Witness, the monthly magazine of the LCMS. The Lutheran Witness can help you interpret the world from a Lutheran Christian perspective by providing reliable, biblical reflections on the issues that you care about the most. Get your free issue at cph.org witness. That's cph.org witness. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. 
We're talking about delight and silliness. And here on Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, it is, uh, it's a good day to get to talk about delight and silliness, especially with so many serious things going on in our lives. That sometimes a moment of silliness uh, certainly can bring some relief as well. Uh, before mm -hmm. we went to the break, Heidi, you were talking about our own examples of silliness. I don't think we got to yours yet, though. Oh, my examples of silliness. So usually my most, uh, I think, profound example of silliness in my life is dancing. I love to dance and I really like to just turn on a song and be goofy. And I like when I hear music just to be kind of goofy with it. And, and there's just a huge sense of freedom in that. And so, yeah, I think a lot of it revolves around dancing. Also, I love junior high students. They make me so happy and their awkwardness. I think when, when we don't make them feel bad for that, but appreciate it and engage, I guess, in conversations from their place that they're at and stuff. I think that they have a really good insight into silliness and just saying stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes they realize it's silly. Sometimes they don't, but like those relationships really give me a lot of, a lot of joy and, and aspects of silliness. Definitely. So yeah. and spontaneous dancing asking. and Spontaneous dancing in public when you're with middle school or, or junior high students is just perfect, right? It is. <laughs> it makes them so the comfortable. Best. It does. It does. I know, right? They're like, especially oh, when they're Heidi. your children. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, they're like, mom, mom, right? What are you Gosh. doing? <laughs> true story. True story. But you know that really gets to this heart of like the value of silliness mm -hmm. and delight for our mental health, and there's really there's more than four, but four significant ones that I see. And one is what we're talking about is that sense of freedom. You know, of course, like you said, sometimes with uh, when you're with your parent, middle schoolers may not feel that sense of freedom. Uh, it's just embarrassment. But at the same time, <laughs> there is an abandonment that uh, adults, we don't quite understand because we do feel so much of the weight, I think, of the world and we forget that God holds that. We don't have to. Um, and so there's this sense of freedom that kids, uh, little kids, and then also through, I think, middle school that they have that we can engage in when we engage in silliness and delight, even if it's just running shorts, you know, that's really fun. And I do think, as you can imagine, that it does up your running game because you're in a different mental headspace when you show up in silly shorts than when you take everything very seriously and make sure you have all your ducks in a row. In Speaking of, one guy outdid me. He had rubber ducky running shorts. So, oh, okay, man. Mm -hmm. I know. I the, I approve. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so maybe that's something too, like the listener can take is like, what small thing can you do? You know, when you look at your life, what feels the heaviest and what can you do in that one space to just change it up a little bit? You know, I have a Princess Leia doll on my desk. It's like a Barbie doll size Princess Leia doll. And my friend gave it to me and you know, I don't, I don't know if that qualifies as silliness, but for me, it definitely qualifies as a little bit of something memorable that's fun for me on my desk when so much of what I do is, you know, really serious. And so, you know, just little things like that, putting something into it can make a big difference. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever stolen your kid's gummies or somebody's candy <laughs> that they were eating in church or a Cheerio or something like 
those kind of moments, I think that's silliness. You know, we're not supposed to eat in church and you almost feel like this little zap of like, like you got away with something, if you will. Uh, Those are not big deal kind of things that I'm talking about that we can put into the places that are maybe a little too serious in our lives. So the other ones are non-judgmental space. You know, we talk about this in play a lot, but when I'm dancing, there is an assumption that there's not a judgment. Because as soon as I think about the judgment, I stop dancing, right? I'm more (laughs) likely to not engage in that silliness. And so think about the spaces that hold a lot of judgment in your life. And maybe that's meetings. And like Sarah said, you have to make those judgment calls as to whether you want to be the person who's making a silly face to someone else or texting gifts or something like that to someone else. Oh yeah, that's totally me. Right? I would never do that. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I know. I don't want to get you in trouble with your supervisors, but at the same time, like... I mean, Andy is my supervisor, so... That is true. So Andy... Andy He knows. Yes. So this is my prescription, right? At KFUO and, <laughs> and in the Senate International Center in general, like if we can bring just a little bit of a moment of silliness with someone else, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you know, we're not being inappropriate. We're not like standing up and singing, I don't know, Carmen or something in the middle of a meeting just to be silly, like, you know, be appropriate, but we can add a little bit of non-judgment in these spaces that feel really judgmental in our lives by connecting with someone in particular and sharing some silliness. That's, that's an important part. Um, This is also really healthy in marriage. You know, if you're communicating and it feels really heavy, sometimes we need just a little bit of a joke, a sense of laughter that can be taken well, you know, know your partner and know your spouse and all that good stuff. But, but that's a a healthy thing for mental health. Um, The other thing is uh, the value is that we engage in the gospel more fully. Like we said earlier, when we engage in silliness and delight in song of songs, one sixteen. There's, you know, it's very poetic, so we might miss it, but it says, behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. Our couch is green. And that's how God sees us. You know, in my book, Altogether Beautiful, I dive into that more fully, but that part of that book, and it's in layers, you know, it's always about Christ and his church, but it's also about God's relationship with us as individuals. And he, through Christ, sees us as beautiful and truly delightful. And that is going to inform the way we live because we aren't so worried and weighed down by who we are and what we think of ourselves. We're, we're seeing ourselves through God's eyes. And so that's a really powerful thing through his forgiveness. And the last one, Sarah, you brought this up already is attending uh, to the little person inside <laughs> of you. You know, so often it's really interesting because t- God isn't time oriented in the same way that we are like time is a gift for us, right? He doesn't need time. And so I often wonder when God looks down on us, like, does he see our whole lives at, this is like really meta, but like, does he see our whole (laughs) lives at one time, you know? And so I, I think God sees obviously our moment in time, but I think he can see the whole picture. And, and in that he can see all that we have been before. And so I think that we are made up of more than just our present selves, if you will, Uh, again, very meta, but we need to tend to the the like kid part of us that's still healing from childhood stuff that is still learning and growing that is still uh 
you know, leaning into Christ in a way that we don't usually do as well as adults, uh, that faith like a child, there is some simplicity in that. And so when we tend to what we didn't get as kids and the times we didn't feel free and we wanted to play uh, and consider those things and engage in play, that is really healthy to kind of heal those broken spaces of when we were small. So those are just some more valuable things. And we can't put God in a box. So it's really interesting when I was looking up delight scripturally in the last like six months, some of the verses are pretty judgment oriented. Like there's even in Deuteronomy 28, 63, it says, and as the Lord took delight in doing you good and multiplying you, so the Lord will take delight in bringing ruin upon you and destroying you. And then it mm. continues to go. And so keeping in mind that this is Deuteronomy. So, you know, they have the promise of the Messiah, but they don't live in the post gospel place that we do. So their reality is a little bit different in that experience. But at the same time, I don't think we can put God in a box as to what he delights in. And so we have to be cautious of that. Like, so I encourage the listener when we're talking about delight in God and connecting with God in his relation in, in relationship with him, just open the word, you know, just spend some time with him and see what he has to say instead of uh, guessing about what you already know and things like that. So yeah. Any questions on the value of silliness and delight, you guys? I think it's uh, it's so important to to recognize that we're almost out of time anyway. Um, but it's it's <laughs> in those moments I think when uh, when, when you're like oh, I, I promise I'm an adult, but I'm going to do this silly thing anyway. And sometimes I'm like, don't mm -hmm. apologize for being silly when we when you're an adult. Like this isn't something mm -hmm. to feel bad about or apologize for. This is this is something we should take joy in, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's really true. And there's some practical things we can do. Um, like we said, just enjoying life as a gift of God, like recognizing that he gives this time to us. And that's a huge gift uh, is really part of engaging in silliness and delight. Um, reading your Bible to find out who God is, but also look for the humor. So this is a really cool thing about God is he has a sense of humor. I love the interchange between Abraham and Sarah where she's laughing and he's like, you laughed. And she's like, I didn't laugh. And he's like, oh yeah, you did. And then she's like, no, I didn't laugh. Like there's this, like God put that in his word, you know, like he could have left it out. And I just think there's certain things like that that are, they crack me up. I think the Apostle Paul is a little bit sarcastic at times. You know, <laughs> we don't know. It's hard to read those things into it. But when you look at the text, you open your eyes a little bit to God's sense of humor, I think is a good thing. And then also do something a kid would do. Just do it. Like, what would kids do? Ask yourself and engage in that a little bit. This also goes a long way in parenting. Like, kids love it when we mm -hmm. engage a little bit. So just Mental. try it. Engage in some silliness. Mental Health Monday with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. See you next week. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.